0: For those of you who I haven't met yet or who don't know me, my name is Allison, and I'm married to the marvellous Milo. <laughs> and uh, we get to lead Prodeo Church together It's such an honour and, and a privilege. And so I get to share the word with you guys this morning, and so I'm so excited to bring the word this morning. I don't know if Levina's going, yay, or if he's stretching. <laughs> but thanks, Levina. <laughs> I'll take it as a Yay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's great to just be able to share the word and what God has laid on my heart. Um, So for those of you who know, we are busy working through the book of Colossians, and it is just awesome. God has packed so much into this one little book, or Paul has packed so much into this one little book, and uh, we've named our series Family Vibes, because Paul is teaching us through this book how to be family, actually, and how to create a vibe, to create a place, a church where people can come together, feel welcome, feel loved, but also be challenged and grow in what God has called them to grow in. So we're going to unpack a little bit more as we go through the book of Colossians this morning. And so far, we've done chapter 1 and chapter 2, and today we're starting chapter (laughs) 3, which is awesome. We've learned that Jesus is God and that there's no denying that. And that he is supreme over everything. And last week Milo told us that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you wear, what you eat, what you drink, what you say. When you're coming to Jesus, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have your life perfect and sorted. Just get to Jesus, get into his presence and allow him to then start working. So we learned that it doesn't matter what we do in coming to Jesus but then as we grow in our relationship with Jesus, he starts to work on us. So that's what we're going to do today, guys, which is very exciting, but also challenging <laughs> because God is working in us. So it's all those the stuff. I hope I'm not the only one with stuff in my life. I think we've all got stuff. Thank you. <laughs> and it's those things that don't bring glory and honor to him that God is saying, let's have a look. Let's look at those things. You know, When someone is awesome, when you really admire someone or you look up to someone, you boast about them, right? Like you go, look at this amazing person. Look what they can do. If your kid is awesome on the piano, you're like, Milo's mom used to do this. Hey, my boy, play. (laughs) But I believe that our lives should boast of God's goodness. When people encounter us, they should go, wow, God is a good God. If they are serving God, I want to serve God too. And so that can only be done through a process of God working in us and changing us and like adjusting a few little things here and there. And so today we're going to read through Colossians 3 from verse 1 to 10 and then just have a break it down into a few practical things that we can take away and do in our own lives to become those Images, the image bearers of Jesus. Okay, so let's read together. Colossians 3 from verse 1 to 10. Um, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, do not lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. So today I've called my, my uh, message for you guys a work in progress, because that's what we all are. There's a whole lot of things here that Paul is going, you need to deal with these things, and we're not going to deal with it all at once, Right? The moment we give our hearts to Jesus, we unfortunately don't become perfect. <laughs> we're still human, but now we have the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit walking alongside of us, tweaking us to help us to become who he's called us to be. So we're a, walk in, a work in progress. And uh, I was thinking about this, and when I met Milo, I think you might have heard heard his stories about his Opal Astra, his black Opal Astra. It was loud. We could hear him a block away. My mom would go, oh, here comes Heini, not Milo. Here comes Heini." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so here he comes, and it would roar. And now, like, you ask me about a car, I go, it's black. <laughs> it's yellow. It's white, whatever it is. But um, Milo was always working on this car, so I couldn't understand it. It got us where we needed it to, to go, you know, like... Take me shopping, we'd go shopping. Take me out for supper, we'd go out, no, I'm joking. (laughs) But it did what it needed to do. But Milo was like, no, 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 I need to put a kit on it, and it needs rims, it needs a trolley fin. No, I'm joking, he never did that. (laughs) He didn't do that. But the rims, I mean, I was like, we didn't have kids yet, but if we had had kids then, the rims would have been bigger than our children, like 20-inch, 18-inch, whatever that means. But anyway... So Milo was always working on this Opal Astra, and I didn't get it, but Milo saw the potential. I was like, it's fine the way it is, but he goes, no, but it can be better. It can be, I don't know, more efficient. It can be all of those amazing words. He saw that there could be more, and I believe that this is like us in our walks with Jesus. We're fine, you know, like we can live this life, and we can get through it, and we can do stuff, But Jesus looks at you and he goes, I see so much more. I see your potential. I see what I've put inside you. I see who I created you to be. And so he's not just going to leave us the way we are, but he also loves us enough to, you know, like he's not going to go, you better sort yourself out. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. So as he reveals things to us, we have to go, okay okay, I'll work on this. I understand what you're trying to do in me, Jesus. And so as we go on this journey, there's a few different things and practical things that we can look at to to do in our life. So like, have you ever wanted to do something or be something? Maura, you've been on a running journey, right? So if you want to do a marathon or you've got to practice, right? You've got to start running. You've got to get up earlier. There's certain things you eat, certain things you don't eat, like there's just practical things that you have to do in your life. (laughs) And it's the same with our walk with Jesus. If we want to grow, there's certain things we have to do. There's certain things we also don't do. So we're going to have a look at this. And I just want to go over verse 1 and 2 again of Colossians 3. And he says, since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated, seated at the, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your heart and minds on things above. The first thing we have to do is look up. Don't be distracted by the stuff of the world, the things you're going through. We need to look up and if we look up at Jesus, you know, if you get your mindset right, your behavior will follow. You can get everything ready to go to the gym. Fill your water bottle, buy the new outfit, pay the gym membership. You can do all of that, even fill up the tank to make sure you don't get stuck along the way and have to walk to gym, you know. <laughs> but unless you actually get up and go to gym, all the preparation is is, is worthless. I am trying very hard to be more... Um, prepared in my meal preparation, does that make, like this is something I'm striving to, okay, so someone even gave me one of those awesome little pamphlets that has a magnet, and it has Monday lunch, breakfast, lunch, supper, snack, breakfast, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it's beautiful, and it's on my fridge, actually, I don't think it's on my fridge right now, it was on my fridge, and I have lists of all these awesome meals that I'd like to, to prepare, But if I don't actually go and get the ingredients that I need and put the meals on the days, you know, like, so if we don't actually practically do what it is that God has asked us to do, it's just a good idea. And it's not us actually being able to walk in the fullness of what He's got us to do. And that's a mindset thing. Once you get your mind set, I'm going to do this, then all those other things can fall into place and just help us. So look up at Jesus. When the world is dragging you down, and it does sometimes. I was thinking of Peter when he walked on the water. You know, you can be on an absolute high and then something happens and you just feel like, why? He looked up at Jesus and he pulled him and he saved him and they carried on together. So we've got to look up at Jesus. He's more and he's got more for you than you could ever imagine. And if you remember Jesus, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, then the rest will follow. Keep him as your focus and the rest will just follow. And then the next thing that we need to do, so firstly we look up. The next thing is a little bit harder. In Colossians 3 verse 5 it says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, And in verse 8, he's like, don't get, yes, get rid of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. All of those things, he's like, put it to death. A lot of things that stop us from growing are actually found in the things that we are already doing. And so we have to look in at ourselves and go, okay, God, what am I doing? doing what am i allowing that is maybe stopping me from growing that is maybe stopping me from taking the next step into becoming who you've created me to do and what i love here about paul it's look at your own personal walk he doesn't say check your neighbor make sure that they're living the life that they're supposed to be living he goes look at yourself set your own mind on jesus and sort out, put to death the things in your own life that you need to do. So we have certain things that we that we need to do and put to death. And, and when I read that put, put to death part, I was reminded of a story in the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua, where the Israelites are in the promised land. They finally made it to the promised land. And they've also just conquered Jericho. Do you guys remember that story? One of the coolest Bible stories in in Hero Academy downstairs, they marched around the city and the walls came tumbling down. They must have been so excited. And so they're like, okay, we're off to conquer the next city. And the next city was smaller and it was weaker. So Joshua actually said to them, we don't even need to send our whole army. Like we've got this. So off you guys go and you fight the battle. And they lost. And they couldn't understand why they had lost. And then as Joshua was seeking God, he goes, but you guys didn't obey me. I told you not to take anything from the land that the previous city that you guys have destroyed, but someone had stolen some stuff and taken it to his tent and hidden it under his sleeping bag, thinking, no one will ever know. No one else can see it. It's not hurting anybody. I just want this in my life. And that's what we do. We have these little things in our life that we go nobody even knows that I do this that I have this that I go there it's not hurting anybody it's just me and Jesus is saying no it actually caused this whole city the the whole nation of Israel to lose the next battle but once they sorted it out God was like okay we're cool again and he does that though he wants us to sort out these things in our lives You never know the effect of something so small. So I have a really – this is an example that I want to share with you guys. I'm being very vulnerable, okay? Can I share my heart with you this morning? (laughs) So I had this game on my phone. (laughs) It was such a silly game, but it's just like one of those merge games, you know, like you join three things and you get something new. And I don't play many games but I would get sucked into this game and I could just sit and like la 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 and it was consum it was consuming me. I would pick up my phone to read my bible and I would be like, oh, I better just quickly check on how my land is doing and growing and flourishing and and so I've been feeling for a while that I need to delete this game. And you're like, "Alison, it's just a game." You're like, have you ever tried to delete something that you really love? <laughs> it's hard. And so on Tuesday, I stopped playing the game. I was like, I'll just leave it there on my last screen that I swipe to, and I'll just ignore it. And it's fine. It's not going to bother me. It's not going to affect me. So I left it there. And um, then I was like, okay, no, no, no. It's not good enough to just leave it there because it's still there that I can, you know, like it's so tempting to just... So I was like, okay, I have to deal with this and delete it. Do you know that your phone is like Satan when you want to delete something? (laughs) I felt like Eve in the Garden of Eden. So you go, do you want to delete this app? Yes. (gasps) Are you sure? Like, really? It asks you again. Are you sure? All the data will be deleted from this app. You will never get those coins and gems back again. All those hours you've spent. And I was like, this is so hard. Like if they had only asked me once, it would have been fine. And the game would have been done and deleted and sorted out with. But don't we do that? It's just a game. It's just a movie. It's just one drink. Okay, just a couple of drinks. Just a few seconds on this website, I'm just gonna open it and close it It's just whatever it is, we go, it's But if it's just a game, why is it so hard to delete it? You know, if it's just a movie, why don't we just switch it off? Sometimes it's something bigger like a relationship that we might have to walk away from. So you will be very happy to know that I did delete my game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whoop, whoop thank you Selma <laughs> but do you know what I really deleted it on Thursday because I knew I was preaching on Sunday and how could I stand here and challenge you guys to delete or take away stuff in your life that, God, that is distracting you from God if I can't even delete a game and so it was <laughs> <It's> my dad <laughs> but um, like that was good peer pressure. You guys didn't even know it, but thank you. <laughs> Sometimes we need people in our lives that hold us accountable and that you can be open with and say, I'm dealing with this. It's I think it's small, but it could actually be big. Will you pray for me? Will you challenge me? Will you just check on me every now and again and go, hey, have you done this? Have you not done this? Have you like... Check in with people because Paul here wasn't speaking to non-believers. He was speaking to the church. He was speaking to Christians, you and me who are already filled with the Holy Spirit and who have already hopefully fixed our minds on Jesus and he's going, this is something that's going to become an issue in your lives and it's going to consistently, God is so gracious, he doesn't deal with everything at once. So as you walk along and you conquer the one game and you delete it, then Jesus goes, okay, now we're going to look at this in your life. And you, (laughs) Ah, not that as well. (laughs) But it's a process. And I love that God has given us the Holy Spirit. You know, he's like a friend. He's our confidant. And he's also the moment you want to do something that you shouldn't do, he's that little voice going, this isn't right. You guys know what I mean? Now, I wish he would rock up with neon signs and, like, alarm bells, like, whop, whop, whop. And you are like, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's just this small, subtle voice that Holy Spirit goes, just check. Just check. What are you doing? What are you allowing into your life? And the, do you guys know that voice or that, that feeling? Yeah, that just gentle. So the world calls it the, the, our conscience you've heard, everybody goes, your conscience will tell you. But I've realized that if it's your conscience, it's just yourself, and you can reason with yourself, and you can convince yourself why what you want to do is actually good for you. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. It makes me comfortable. And then you you tell yourself it's okay. But Holy Spirit is the one that goes, but it's not. It's not good. I have so much more for you. I see what you could become. And this is that scratch it's a tiny little scratch in your bumper but it's detracting away from what you could be if you just give yourself over to me and allow me to create you to be who I've called you to be and so verse 5 says put to death all these things death means dead d-e-d dead (laughs) that's what we say with our kids Dead means it doesn't exist anymore. It means you can't have access to it anymore. It's not just the little icon on the last page of your phone anymore. It's gone. You can't get to it. So what are the things that God is highlighting? And I believe God's highlighting some things to you guys right now that you're going, Oh, yeah, maybe that's something that is it's just stumbling me, causing me to stumble or stopping me to walk in the fullness of what God has got for me. So look inside, change it, kill it dead. And if it's hard to do it, phone a friend, Go, Milo, please press delete on this phone. (laughs) It's going to need you to say yes three times, but can you do it for me? Because I'm not strong enough to do it by myself. Whatever the thing is, get a friend, get someone beside you, praying for you. And then lastly, in verse 10, Paul says, and have put on, you have put on the new self, which is renew- being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. So when you put on something, it's like a decision that you are doing. Every day we put our clothes on. Are there any Blue Bull supporters in the house? <gasps> I'm sorry. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? We didn't bring this up last week. I thought that would be too soon. <laughs> Are there any Stormers supporters in the house? Woo-hoo-hoo! Did you guys see that one Stormers player flank? Milo looks it up so I would know who what it was. <laughs> who wore his jersey for like the whole week after they won. He was adamant that he was just like, yeah. And I think it just brought him such great pride. He was like, man, I'm awesome. We won the championship. We are the cha- I'm trying to think what the championship was, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, so, what you wear, <laughs> you can see Emmanuel. Milo put that in my notes. You can tell that <laughs> Emmanuel. We won't tell anyone. Emmanuel's also people supported. We still love you, Emmanuel. <laughs> but when you put something on, you either feel great, or it might. You like, man. I wish this jacket fit better. <laughs> Shouldn't have had that cake yesterday. But when we put on our new self, who Jesus is creating us to be, it makes us feel good. And we walk with boldness and we walk with confidence because this is Christ in me and who he's called me to be. And you know that you are filled with that Holy Spirit that is giving you boldness. And it says here, so we we all grew up learning, um, put on the armor of God. Yes, and that's a decision that we have to do every morning but we also have to put on other things like grace and mercy and love. We grow the fruit of the Spirit, but it's also a conscious decision where we go, I'm putting on my new my, my new self. The old self is still there going, oh, let me out. <laughs> but we go, no, I'm going to be who Jesus has called me to be. I'm going to shine his light to the world. I'm going to be the one that when people encounter me, they go, you must serve an amazing God because we can't do this on our own. We can be nice people and good people, but we can't be the ambassadors of God and who he's called us to be walking in power and walking in truth unless we put on the new self, which is the Holy Spirit and Jesus and everything that he has for us. So may we walk in that, and I'm challenging us all to walk in those as we go forward. And I want to read to you guys, um, as I close, Galatians 5, verse 16 to 18. And it's in the Passion Translation. I just loved how it said this. And it says, let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. As you go, okay, Holy Spirit, I give it over to you. The stuff that we naturally want to do, it gets less that you want to do it. The craving to do those things go away. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder him from living free within you. We can't do both. We can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and do all the things that our flesh want to do. Um And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation of the Holy Spirit. But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, but soaring above it. And I love this because we think that Jesus is asking us to give up things. And we think that it's rules and it's regulations and it's why are you telling me what to do but it's not it's actually freedom God's actually going if you can put that aside you're going to actually be even more free than you thought you were when you thought you could just pick and decide what you wanted to do so we got to take on the Holy Spirit and so I want to pray over us this morning is that okay Because I don't think we've all got it right yet. I don't think there's anyone that goes, nah, I don't have anything that I need to deal with. I don't have any issues. I'm good. Jesus is completely like having his way through me. (laughs) So I just want to pray with us. And, And if you've got something specific that you feel like God is highlighting to you this morning, that you maybe need to let go of or stop doing or stop seeing, whatever it is, can I ask you to give it to him this morning and hand it over to him and say, God, will you help me kill this so that it doesn't have any place in my life anymore? And will you help me to put on the new self? Will you help me to listen to Holy Spirit, to walk as one with you? Is that okay? righty. So let's just pray. Father, you, God, you're so good.